0: Log Talk Radio. Hello? Hey! Hey, this is Jack. Hey, Jack. Cornell. Hey, Cornell. Hey. What uh, you doing, brother? How's it going? What ALL are you doing?
1: Oh, it's that time again, folks. How we doing? It's Monday. Hey guys, how are you doing? Show. Hey, how's it going, man? How's it going? Are you right here, Cornell.
2: Yes, I'm here.
1: How we doing? And I think how's everybody. Hey, uh, Chad. right?
2: Yes. I I I'm still here.
3: I I got confused because I was hearing you online on a delay, and <laughs> now
2: I'm on. It's no problem.
1: Hello. Yeah, i for. Uh, I don't. I don't see Amanda here. I don't see Amanda here. yet, but it uh, doesn't mean she won't be. She may fall asleep on this again. Anyway, how's it? Uh, how's your weekend, guys?
2: Oh, I had a great weekend, man. It was awesome. Awesome. How about you, Chad? Good. And Andy. Good year. I had. Hey, I, you
1: know.
3: I had a pretty good one. Had a good visit with a potential farm partner, and and. Uh, in business, so that might work out.
1: Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, this again is the coast to coast show. It is Monday. We are kind of integrating a new format into our show this week because we need, we need to, we need a we need to kind of back off from all this election hype that's going around and all these emails we get for contributions and fundraising and and politicking and everything. So we figured, you know, we're all a bunch of musicians anyway, just kind of doing this to make a difference. So we figured, let's. Let's kind of go back to our roots, and, and if we're musicians, and that's kind of what we do, and 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 where we are, and and kind of what I mean, livelihoods are, Why don't we integrate that into the show that we've created here, the coast to coast show? We're now in 14 countries around the world. Our number here is 515-605-9888. You're welcome to join the conversation. We have a lot of conversation on this show coming up because Election Day is only a little over a week away. cannot believe it. We're going to play some sound clips this show uh, of uh, some of what Trump has said, some of what Barack Obama has said regarding what Trump has said. And also we're going to play some music. We should yes. have a jam session. We should have a live jam session. If that doesn't chase people away, I don't know what will. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're glad you're here. <laughs> we're glad you're here, folks. It's uh, it's good to have you on board here uh, once again for another week of uh, of uh, just so much excitement. Just um, you know that we don't know what to do with with all that excitement. Um, but I'm sure it's going to be I'm sure it's going to be a rather uh, exciting week here. Uh, you know, week before the election. Um, how are things standing? What do you think, Chet? Chet, uh, folks, let me introduce Chet. Chet is a uh, musician, a music producer, and at one time had a TV and radio program a, a while back, back in the San Francisco area. And he joined our Conspiracy Fridays, a show,
0: yeah.
1: and um, we've had a lot of fun doing that. And you know, we had some technical issues on Friday's show, and you kind of caught the tail end of the last show. And after which, Chet and I were talking, and we said, hey, how about you come back on Monday? We said, that would be a good idea if you could do it. So he said, yeah, I can do it. And lo and behold, we have Chet Gardner with us right here on the Coast to Coast show as – Well, we truly appreciate
2: you, Chet. We truly appreciate you. Thank yes.
1: You. Yeah, thanks for you coming on board. Multi- so, Chet, we're going to put you on the spot because we value your opinion, your thoughts and ideas. It's a week before the Uh-oh. election. What do you think? Uh-oh. whoa! I heard that. What do you think? <laughs> well,
3: I I have to believe they've adjusted the polls after the debacle in 2016. So, yes. therefore, my best source of polling data, which is the rising show on The Hill TV with uh, mm-hmm. uh, an interesting pair of younger folks, uh, Crystal Ball and Sager and Jetty. Uh, from the left and right, respectively, except Sager's not insane. Um, And they really try to dig into the polls and they go deeper than the surface and look at the numbers underneath. They're real wonks that way. And according to the latest, last Friday's polls have Biden well ahead in all the states that count uh, including the Keystone State, i that's a, a certain irony. The Keystone State is Pennsylvania, as I remember. That's my and old hometown. Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania will determine the outcome this year. Alas, um, I mean, I feel, yeah, it's just the no, way it is <laughs> because of the. Yeah, luck and I, of you know, I,
1: I, and I'm being a former Pennsylvanian. I'm, I'm proud. Also, I think uh, Biden is leading. And Amanda's hometown of London, I believe, Biden is showing ahead. Is that right? I think Amanda's on board with us now. I'm here, darling.
4: Hey, everyone. Amanda, yeah, how are you
1: doing? How oh, lovely. I'm doing
4: good, sweetheart. How
1: is everybody?
2: Everybody Everybody's is great, fine. We Thank you. you. We were just talking
1: about you. We're waiting for you to get on board. Isn't Biden leading um, in, in London? I think London might be the uh, – you know, the UK might be the deciding factor in this year's election. Uh, well, What do you think? Yeah. How do you... <laughs>
4: it's, kind of, it's kind of showing yeah. that way, sweetheart.
1: <laughs> you know – it's kind of like, What we're going to do is kind of interesting, because I'm going to look at numbers here in just a minute. But before we do that, let's just hear what, uh, what Pastor say about the poll. Let's just hear his, his take on what the poll numbers represent. We'll listen to those numbers. We'll, we'll kind of digest and discuss the real numbers, and then figure, figure out if we can determine, not that we're any kind of expert, where the hell Trump got his numbers from. But let's take a listen
5: polls just came out so just came out so let me tell you the real polls okay because we feel we're winning almost easily we're leading in Nevada that's nice we're way up in Texas despite what you keep hearing in Ohio we're way up <laughs> By four or five points. In Florida, we have it down as four up in Florida. You don't hear these numbers, right? We're nicely up, five up in Georgia. In Arizona, we're nicely up, really nicely up. We're winning big in Iowa, but we should be with what I do for the farmers. In the national poll, we're leading against Sleepy Joe Biden.
1: So here's <laughs> my tip. <laughs> Why I was I, I, going into this, I just I didn't know where this was going to go. But now that I'm, you know, during you know listening to what we all just heard, this is what went, went through my mind. Do you remember when Donald Trump back in March said the coronavirus was under control? If there's only 15 cases. It's going to magically disappear. It'll be gone by yeah. April. You'll be able to go to church on Easter. Uh, it's no big deal. It's less. Uh, it's like the flu. Blah blah blah. Do you remember what he said? All of that, right? And we know what how that panned out. So I'm thinking, if what he just said is on the same playing field of what he said back then, we should be in very good shape next week. Ain't <laughs> we? Should be in very right. Good
3: shape
2: <laughs> yeah, we're really in was, good shape, right?
1: <laughs> his prognostication
3: <laughs> needle has broken.
1: Here's the actual polls right now, and I'm even going to I'm even going to be a little more conservative. Here's where the polls are, and, and then I'll give you Andy's take on the polls. Uh, right now, uh, Biden is 52 national national average right now. Biden is 52 percent, Trump is 42 percent right now. Those are somewhat conservative, and I'm going to make it even more conservative because as I go through some of the numbers here and some of the various polls and average all the various poll services, Rasputin, NPR, CNN, ABC, CBS, it goes on and on, some of the university polls, and I'm looking at – it's surprising actually – probably closer to an 8% Biden lead, which is still significant. Now, you got to remember – Hillary Clinton going into the 2016 election at this point in time um, was also ahead, and some polls actually showed her ahead by double digits in 2016, which was the cause of a lot of people not voting. The turnout was was not that significant, and um, you know, in Michigan, as we discussed in a couple of shows last week, she uh, Clinton only lost by two votes per yeah. precinct. That means two people who just said. Precinct said, You know, I got home late. I don't like voting. Oh, I missed it. I got to walk the dog. I got to take my kid to whatever. Um, oh, but it's okay. Uh, Clinton's going to win. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. The polls short way ahead. And we know what happened. When people don't, when people say, You know what? Uh, what did they say? It's, it's the uh, two evils or something like that. It's
2: uh Yeah. The what, lesser Lesser, two lesser, lesser <laughs> of two weevils is the way we did it.
1: The lesser of yes. two. Yeah, the lesser of two evils, and it was something like that. Um, yeah. I'm not going to vote because I don't. And, and what, what happens in this particular election is when you do not vote, you might as well vote for Donald Trump. You might as well that's just go and vote for Donald Trump. That, that's what's going to happen if you, if you do not vote this time around. If yeah.
3: you dig into but, the numbers in 2016, though, uh, Andy,
0: mm-hmm. you'll
3: find that, uh, well. As I said, polling is an art, and they continuously yes. refine it. You're actually you're not asking every voter how
6: mm-hmm. are you going to
3: vote. No, you're not. That's mm-hmm. even if they wouldn't lie to you. Uh, they yep. do statistical analysis based on a small sample, and the analysis right. that was done in 2016 yeah. was on the basis of previous campaigns. And for the last seventy year five years, seventy six years, the guy with the most money won. And Hillary had twice as much money as Trump.
2: Yes, that's so true.
3: Fact. They were working on polling data, you know, statistical analysis of previous years polling data that was no good for twenty sixteen because twenty sixteen was a reality TV change election. People mm-hmm. wanted another chance to do 2008 and elect somebody who at least will tell them they're going to change something. And Trump was the yeah. only one telling them that.
1: And, and, and you got to remember this too: Hillary's
3: exactly. lame campaign, where she didn't even visit Minnesota, she didn't visit Michigan, Wisconsin. She assumed she's going to get them, Wisconsin, right, et cetera. Right. So,
1: right. You know what else is interesting too? Also in two thousand sixteen we do not have here. A lot of people just did not like the Clintons. They they were done with Bill and and, and oh hey, I did I did well when Clinton was president in the nineties. But anyway, they didn't like the Clintons. They uh, they did you know Hillary had a lot of baggage going into this thing and so did the whole Clinton you know scandal. environment. The whole the whole thing, and people just didn't want her. And 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 Trump came in as a, as a, not a politician, an outsider, a businessman. Let's drain the swamp. Let's let's get you know. And I understand what he said, and and in theory, what he said, I understand why it made a lot of sense to many. I I do understand that. I I kind of, you know, some people did not look into his past and his background and his, you know, what how he got to where he he got to. Carefully enough, I think, uh, because that would have predicted what kind of president he's going to be. But a lot of people just drain the swamp and rah rah rah, make America great again, which is, of course, a a slogan that Ronald Reagan invented, Donald Trump. But anyway, those numbers. Here, here here's the here's the real. You know, in California, um, they um, they asked um, the important question to one person, which dictated the result in California for the polls. They asked me. Who I thought was going to win, and that's what they published. So, given that, um, they said, "Andy, who's going to win?" That was Norman
3: Thomas, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yes. I'm, uh-huh. I'm, I'm thinking Nixon. I'm thinking
3: Nixon.
1: Nixon. Oh no, wrong poll. You got the um, No, it was <laughs> <Dave laughs> Wait, this. Is, I looked up polls. I, I, I'm reading the wrong one. I'm sorry. It says Nixon. Let's see. It, um, wrong one. That was before. I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong election. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who's running again? Biden. Biden. Donald
2: Trump.
3: Thank you. And Howie ha- Hawkins. Yes. He's the guy right. I God. voted here, for here's... very safely here in the blue, say, blue state. See? I was able to vote See? for the green.
1: Uh, here we have, in Arizona, uh, we have Biden up 48.8. Trump 46.4. Here's why this is relevant. Arizona Perfect. has not showed a Democratic advance in a poll. other you words, know, they didn't show a Democrat winning. And Arizona has not gone blue. You know, put a, a, a voted Democrat in a national election in the last eight presidential elections. So that's mm-hmm. pretty, just, I mean, whether it happens or not, you know, just to have the numbers that close is pretty relevant, pretty significant. Also, a terrific candidate for senator is running in Arizona, and all the best to him. Mark Kelly, former astronaut, holds the, the world's record uh, time in space, a year on the space station. His yeah. wife was a, a congresswoman who was shot. You might remember that years ago. She should be covered. Um, but he's running for senator, and what a hell of a guy, um, and uh, and is is just absolutely slaughtering his opponent. Just I think McSally uh, just – she has no chance. It looks like Mark Kelly is going to get in there, um, and you never know. I mean, you know, anything we say here is speculative. We never know, but um, it looks that way. In Florida, which is now Donald Trump's home state, forty-eight point seven Biden over forty-seven point two Trump. The interesting thing is, is do you think, guys, girls, guys, do you think that the Trump staff, his advisors? Present him with numbers to make him feel, you know, confident and go out and rah rah rah. I mean, do you think they're feeding him? I mean, he doesn't go do his own research. Obviously. You know do you what, think Andy? That the numbers he just—what do you think? You know I what? Think
2: that's true. I think that too. But I think Donald Trump—he's—he's he's a rich—he's a billionaire, right? But I think the reason why people vote mm-hmm. for him is because he have a blue—he have a blue collar attitude, even though yeah. he's rich. Mm-hmm. Well, we something to do with it.
3: Getting even deeper, I mean, back in twenty sixteen he was allowed to run to the left of Clinton on the two most important things in the world, and that is working class misery and right. Trump ran against corporations and CEOs and bigwigs in his rhetoric. You know, yeah. we we yeah. knew he was lying. But most people don't study politics the way we do. That's right. That was one, and then on the basis of war, the forever war, Trump sounded like Tulsi Gabbard in 2016. He was against regime change wars. He said, "Get us out of Iraq and Iran or Afghanistan," and
1: Afghanistan. That's what he
3: was saying. Syria and Afghanistan. He said that. I knew he was lying. Most of those Mm -hmm. of us who've been anti-war for 50 years plus know that he was lying. But he did run to the left of Hillary on those very key issues, the the plight of the working class, the wage stagnation, and corporate power, and the wars.
1: Yep. Yep, and I I think what's important there also is the fact that most of his life he was a Democrat. His father was a big-time Democrat. He was a big-time Democrat. And um, and he said, and I should run this on the show because I have this somewhere. I got to find it. I should upload it. So what he said,
2: something about the I, Republicans I, are so stupid that they'll believe anything. Yes,
1: yes, yes, Cornell. Thank you. Right? Yes, that's exactly. Yes, he said, if I ever ran for president, if I ever did that down the road, I'd repub, I'd run as Republican, Republican because they're so stupid.
2: You know. But I'll he win. was a
1: Democrat, and I think I think Chet, I think what what you just stated was part of his. Smart, you know, he was a Democrat, and I think how is he going to get some of those Clinton voters? Is to go beyond Clinton, even though, as you said, he was lying. You know, but but go go to the left, say these things, grab those voters, bring them over. Uh, auto worker, uh, farmer, you know, machinist, welder.
2: He act uh, like a union president. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I could cl-
3: clarify a little bit on Trump's Democrat status. Yeah. And that is, he really was a uh, was a uh, is was a strategic investor. In other words, yep. he lived in a state and was doing real estate deals in a, a city that was fairly solidly Democrat. So he gave money to Mayor Koch. He gave money yep. to the Cuomo's. He gave money to Hillary when she ran for senate
1: from New York. He gave So he gave, mu- so yep, he he went gave to money
3: to whatever yep. politician would let him rob the public blind.
1: And he he went to uh, Hillary's. He went to um, Chelsea she Clinton's went to wedding. His
3: wedding. She, she and yeah. Bill went to his wedding, his second wedding.
1: His wedding, yeah, yeah, yeah. Famous yeah, yeah, picture
3: yeah. running around. Yeah.
1: yeah. But yeah. your
3: your, your uh, statement about his polling, I, I I think you're right. I think his people, in order to avoid him going into a temper tantrum, only give him the numbers he wants to hear. So I'm looking at Pennsylvania right now on uh, Real Clear okay. Politics. I'm okay. looking at a series of polls that the kindest well they're there's the only they all have Biden up by anywhere from ten to the current average which is four point eight. Uh they have even Fox has Biden up five percent. Uh they have one though that just came out called an insider advantage poll and I have no idea what that is. Never heard of that has Trump I know up that is. 2%, two points. Two points uh, in oh yeah okay that sounds like a right wing center for American greatness Pennsylvania poll has yeah, Trump we, up we
0: have, right. by
3: two points and that's the one he, that's the one they tell <laughs> <him about. laughs> you know because
0: because
1: Trump it, Trump no matter where. He goes, and he's still doing his rallies. uh, uh, Thousands of people gathering uh, with no mask, shoulder to shoulder, Um, and you know, he continues to to elaborate and spew um, a different set of facts than what is going on in the real world. You know, it's like Joe Biden and Donald Trump do not live in the same universe, let alone the same planet. And it's been on full display, I think, um, you know, this whole this whole campaign, you know, um, Biden speaks, continues to speak and has spoken even during the debates about issues facing the American people. He spoke about concrete plans for getting uh, the virus under control. You know, how, what what step, steps would he take? And, and Trump has no national plan. All he does is you know, criticize others Um you know, Tr- Trump is, when you think about it, not only is he allowed to spread
7: uh, this
1: virus for eight months, but, you know, it, it's right now sp- spiking. It's it's like worse than it ever was right now. Right now it is. And he's expected. out there dancing, the YMCA. He's out <laughs> yes. there dancing. What's going on there? Amanda, give us the latest. What's going on in the U.K.? Well, I was just about to say, actually, before
4: I got to that, um, that I hear Trump's uh, senior aide has said that the, the U.S. is not going to control the pandemic. Have
1: you yes. Yes. You see that? Yeah. 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 Mark Meadows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
4: I was yeah. intrigued
0: by Yeah, and the, and that. the
1: U.S. Ju- yeah, he he did he did say that. Unbelievable. Okay. But but absolutely okay. true. The U.S. just reported its highest number of coronavirus infections in one day
2: since wow. the beginning
1: of the pandemic. That's in one crazy. Day. That's crazy. And there's still no plan. It's getting worse, and he's out there dancing. Y M C A. Yeah, yeah. Go go go, Donald.
2: And he never, he probably never listened. Yeah. He, he probably don't know whoever, who even um, sung that song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it, it was yes. Bob Dylan? Wasn't it? It was,
2: um, it was a group it was called the Penguins. The Finnish people, the village it? people. No, it yes. was the Penguins village people, told,
3: <laughs> village people told Trump's people that if he would shave his head, he
2: could join them.
0: <laughs> I mean, put on a costume, yeah. shave
2: his head. He's he, he hap- happy to Put some chains on a belt, right, Chad? <laughs> a little bit of, you know,
3: eye shadow and and the whole deal,
1: yeah.
3: and he he's right in there.
1: <laughs> and we also heard, of course, we heard about we heard about Trump walking out uh um, 60 Minutes. Do so we heard about that? As we saw. Oh really? So he got
3: interview. Yeah, George.
1: yeah, she. she she – I'll play some of this. She, she invited him for an interview, which he sat down for, started accusing the press of, of uh, throwing softball questions at Biden and hardball questions to him. She is the president of the United States, and actually all they are is questions, period. If they appear to be brutal questions to Donald Trump, that is, that is how they land to him because Biden gets the same kind of questions. The difference being is that Biden has concrete answers. Trump has no answers. Therefore, the question becomes very difficult. If you ask me, if I'm a kid, if I'm a preschooler, and you ask me what 4 plus 4 is, that's Mm -hmm. a tough question for me to answer because I really don't know how you arrive at 7. I wouldn't know how you get that. Is it not 7? What did I say? 4 plus 4? Let me think here. (laughs) Hey, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. No. um, If you show a, a preschooler a hard question, then that's a hard question, but uh, somebody's in second grade knows that four plus four is uh, four, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So uh, <laughs> let's hear some of that. Here we go. You
0: know, I I didn't want
5: to have this kind of, of course. You did. No, I didn't. Of course you no, did. Well, then you brought up a lot of subjects that well, were inappropriately brought up. They were inappropriately brought up uh, right from the beginning. Now, your first question was Mrs. Going to be tough questions. Well, when you set up the interview, your first statement You're was. President,
7: don't he think no, you think you no, no. be accountable to let's the Your first
5: statement to me: This is going to be tough questions. Well, I don't mind that, but when you set up the interview, you didn't say that. You said, "Oh, let's have a lovely interview," and and here's what I do say: so You don't ask Joe Biden. I saw your interview with Joe. The interview. With I Joe never Biden. did a Joe. It was a Joe. The interview, 16 minutes. I see Joe Biden giving softball after softball. I've seen all of his interviews. He's never been asked a question that's hard.
0: Okay, okay, but forget him, No, but you your start with me. You're president. And Excuse me,
5: Leslie, you started with me. Your first statement was... You ever served in an infantry unit, son? Are you ready for tough questions? Ever put your life in another man's hands? There's no way to talk. No way to talk. Leslie, one, one second. We're... we're uh, this is the first warning. I think we have five minutes until we have the vice president set in. Is that about right? Well, I think we have enough. I think we're ready for it. vice really, well, I think we have enough of an interview here. Okay, that's enough. Let's go. Let's go. Um, let's go meet for two seconds, okay? No, thanks. Right. I'll see you We have no further use for you. Wow. Yes. Talking about
4: calling kettle black i mean for the statement of that's that's no way to talk right Uh, (laughs) isn't trump (laughs) like one of those people that just says all the wrong things (laughs) Hmm.
2: in his mind he says the right things though
4: yes yes this is very true in his defense (laughs) (laughs) wow that was interesting hearing that back Andy. very interesting
1: Yes, yes. Uh, and um, so we just heard of that, and I think what I want to do now is play some highlights of how Barack Obama reacted to uh, Donald Trump's most recent speech. And uh, Obama spoke in Philadelphia at Lincoln Financial Field, and who was his audience, we might ask, was a pool of cars with people in them being safe. And those who were, were out of the cars were wearing masks. And the way the people in the cars responded was by honking their horns. Um, what a difference. And, and the same thing with Biden and the same thing with, uh, with of course, um, Harris. Um, uh, when they give their, their political campaigns, they're in front of uh, gatherings of cars.
6: Let's listen to Barack Obama. Uh, listening to, to the Republicans, you think Joe was more communist than the Castro. Don't fall for that garbage. Don't fall for that (laughs) okey-doke. Joe Biden is not a socialist. He was a senator from Delaware. He was my vice president. I think folks would know if he was a secret socialist by now. What is true is he'll stand up for ordinary people. What is true is he'll stand up for workers. What is true is he'll stand up for a higher minimum wage. What is true is, is he'll stand up for affordable housing. What is true is he'll go promote human rights in Cuba and around the world, and he won't coddle dictators the way our current president does. And let me tell you something else about Joe Biden. Joe Biden's tough. You know, something that you can't really say about this president, he likes to act tough and talk tough. He thinks scowling and being mean is tough and being rude is tough, but when 60 Minutes and Leslie Stoller are too tough for you, you ain't all that tough. You, if you got to walk out of a 60 Minutes interview, then you're never going to stand up to a dictator. If you're spending all your time complaining about how mean reporters are to you, you're not going to stand up to Putin. Joe Biden will restore our battered standing in the world. I like the examples he used
3: there. Yeah, I was wondering if you were going to play the the. I was wondering if you were going to play his his funniest line from that speech. Yeah, you know, it's um, like I, like tr- Trump is a comedian, but he's a comedian like the Three Stooges were <laughs> uh, about <laughs> people beating each other up. Uh, he's, he's slapstick, and then yeah. but Obama, I mean, I I didn't like his policies, but I'm kind of way out on the left fringe. Sorry, guys, uh, but <laughs> we'll I like sure did appreciate the fact that he could tell a joke so in that speech he said we know he was talking about trump and how trump is dumping on joe for and for china and obama said we know that he continues to do business with china because he has a secret chinese bank account how is that possible can you imagine if i had a secret bank account chinese bank account Uh, Can you imagine if I had a secret Chinese bank account when I was running for re-election in 2012? They would have called me Beijing (laughs) Barry. They said it's not a great idea to have a president who owns a bunch of money to people overseas.
1: Yeah, right. I actually have yeah. that. I was going to play it, but you just saved me the. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry.
2: Well, uh, well, actually, oh, you I used. Hey, um, ahead of time. Hey, Chad, about Beijing Berry I used that to dye my beard with. <laughs> oh, Beijing, cool. Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> I could have used something back
2: when my beard
3: turned gray when I was in my forties. I had to shave it off.
6: Take
1: a listen. Here we go.
3: Yeah.
6: And I know that he continues to do business with China because he's got a secret Chinese bank account. How is that possible? How is that possible? A secret Chinese bank account. Listen, can you imagine if I had had a secret Chinese bank account when I was running for re-election? You think, you think, my, you think Fox News might have been a little concerned about that? They would have called me Beijing Barry. It is not a great idea to have a president who owes a bunch of money to people overseas, yet that this president wants full credit for the economy he inherited and zero blame for the pandemic that he ignored. But you know what? The job doesn't work that way. Tweeting at the television doesn't fix things. Making stuff up doesn't make people's lives better. You've got to have a plan. You've got to put in the work. Donald Trump isn't suddenly going to protect all of us. He can't even take the basic steps to protect himself. Just last night, he complained up in Erie that the pandemic made him go back to work. I'm quoting it. He was, he was upset that the pandemic's made him go back to work. If he'd actually been working the whole time, it never would have gotten this bad. And with Joe and Kamala at the helm, you're not gonna have to think about the crazy things they said every day. And that's worth a lot. You're not gonna have to argue about them every day. It just won't be so exhausting. You you might be able to have a Thanksgiving dinner without having an argument. You'll be able to go about your lives knowing that the President is not going to retweet conspiracy theories about secret cabals running the world or or that Navy SEALs didn't actually kill bin Laden. Think about that. The President of the United States retweeted that. Imagine what what? <laughs> We're not going to have a president that goes out of his way to insult anybody who doesn't support him or, or, or threaten them with jail. That's not normal presidential behavior. We wouldn't tolerate it from a high school principal. We wouldn't tolerate it from a, a coach. We wouldn't tolerate it from a coworker. We We wouldn't tolerate it in our own family except for maybe crazy Uncle, somewhere, you know, yeah, he's, he's he's because let me tell you, something, Pennsylvania. Some people ask me sometimes. They say, "Man, how have you been able to take these last four years? Just watching all this. How how do you how do you keep your spirits up?" And I, and I tell them, I say, "Look, for all the times these last four years that we've seen our worst impulses revealed, we've also seen." what our country can be at its best. We've seen folks of every age and background who've packed city centers and airports and town squares just so families wouldn't be separated, so another classroom wouldn't get shot up, so our kids wouldn't grow up on an uninhabitable planet. We've seen Americans of all races joining together to declare in the face of injustice that black lives matter, no more but no less, so that no child in this country feels the continuing sting of racism. We've seen folks, our, our, our essential workers, our healthcare workers, risking their lives day in, day out to save somebody else's loved ones. We see that what is best in us is still there. But we've got to give it voice. And we've got to do it now. So let's get to work, people. Let's bring this home. I love you, Philadelphia. Honk if you're fired up. Honk if you're ready to go.
2: Dear mainland, aloha. My brother and I know all about your to-do list. But have you also considered making a to-don't list? Like don't forget hang time with your ohana. Don't forget to step outside every now and then. And don't forget the big wave golden ale. So maybe you make a... To don't list today, yeah. Put it on your to-do list. Good one, brother. One life, right? Mom, Longboard Island Lager and Big Wave Golden Ale
6: from Kona Brun,
1: Yeah, that's our beer. That's the beer of our show. And it happens yeah. to be that we have Ted Gardner hey, in Hawaii brother. right now. <laughs> one of my brothers.
2: Yeah.
3: Here we go. One brother, you kind. Yes.
1: You know, you know, yeah. you know what I know what know what I think about um, Obama. I miss Obama. Man. Here's what I think. Yeah,
0: that's Elvis. That's
1: Elvis. That was Elvis ladies and gentlemen. Elvis, Elvis. Presley. We promised Friday that we we're gonna play some tunes, and and I can't think of a much more appropriate songwriter and singer to play to start out the music portion of our show. We do have some tunes we're gonna to get to on the show today too, and, and interspersed with our discussions about whatever else we feel like talking about. Uh but here's a sh- uh a uh, here's a song by a guy that we all know named uh hmm, what's his name again? No, um Bob Dylan and it's one of the first songs I actually ever played on the guitars I recall or well, at least one of the first songs I ever played guitar. It goes back and I think it'd be an appropriate tune to play about right now and uh Let's uh, take a listen to Bob Dylan doing doing hound dog. (laughs) Really? Uh, Doing uh, blowing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like President
2: Obama said, What? What? (laughs) What? Here
0: we
1: go, Bob Dylan.
7: How many roads must a man walk down before you call him a man? Is blowing in the wind The answer is Blowing in the wind Yes, yes, yes Beautiful Yes,
0: it's beautiful
3: I, I, started, and, uh, I started my folk singing mm-hmm. career by playing on my uh, Gibson SG special through a super reverb amp on a stage of a folk club in Sausalito in 1966. That lasted yeah. one performance, and I was urged to go get an acoustic guitar. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was playing Bob, <laughs> picking Bob Dylan songs on my electric, and they said, it, it, they walked it, up
1: about the same jeez <laughs> you know it's funny about the same time i was playing that tune having only heard it by peter paul and mary maybe we'll get we'll play the version of it too on a future show uh they were uh, they, that's the only version i knew of it then if you'd asked me who bob dylan was back then i don't think i would have uh, i would have known because i was oh, peter paul mary tune," you know and uh i used to play their you know, I strum along on the on the Martin guitar, Martin 1951 Martin 0017. Still have that guitar, old mahogany, and um, yeah, that, that's you know. You know, a, that's, a lot, lot just... of us. This... Sorry, mm-hmm.
4: Peace. go. Mhm. Go right <laughs> I was yeah, going to say that. Uh... <laughs> uh, that song brought a smile to my face, and I kind of turned around and, and looked at the picture on my wall of uh, my father, who passed this year, he used to play that song on his guitar. So it was a
3: a beautiful moment
4: for me. So thank you guys. I uh, uh, bought
3: the first two Bob Bob Dylan uh, albums when I was at the U.S. Naval Academy in a blue sailor suit. And and Mm -hmm. I didn't have a record player because I was a midshipman fourth class and we weren't allowed to have them. But oh. this guy befriended me across the hall, and so one Sunday afternoon, I was sitting, finally able to listen to my records, and before this first classman borrowed them, and I never saw them again. But
0: uh, oh no,
3: I was sitting there, and the, on one of the records is Masters of War, and I'm sitting there, kind of wondering about how I got myself in this place, and I looked down, and I had this uh war makers suit on. Mm. And the penny dropped and I actually had an epiphany and soon after that I wrote out my resignation and got the hell out of the military and became an anti war activist. But thank you, Bob. Wow. That's great, man.
1: That's amazing. You wow, know, you know wow. Well, well. Mm-hmm. That's, That's the uh um, the, um uh, I was going we'll we'll to play another tune, tune here. here. Uh, so I was going to introduce you, which I'll get to, by a singer, songwriter listener that I had the opportunity to meet and become very, very good friends uh, with. As a matter of fact, was I was the professional manager a woman by the name of yeah. Susan Wonder, who's but going on to become very, very, very successful and just wrote the Broadway-bound play, music, music for Baldoran. And, uh, and uh, Susan, I think he has eight or nine albums out. I want to get to her, her in just a minute, minute. but before, before doing, doing so, uh, Friday show we talked about, about Tom Petty, Petty uh, and, and, Bob, and Dylan. Bob Dylan. And I happen to uh, um, I happen to find a tune uh, where that features both. It's a one of my favorites, actually, a Dylan tune, where we are going to hear uh, Tom Petty, Roger McGuinn. Neil Young, and Bob Dylan doing my back pages. That's yes, another that Bob Dylan. Dylan tune here. That's that one with
3: uh, Beautiful. We got Bob Dylan, we got Roger McGuinn, we got Tom Petty, we got Neil Young, Eric Clapton, and George Harrison, right?
1: Gosh darn yeah. shit. You got it. Yes. What year did record
2: that record on come 1992
3: was that concert. It was the 30th anniversary of his
1: first album. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Yep. 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 That's absolutely correct. That's absolutely right. So, uh available on
3: YouTube, 2,187,981 views. <laughs> oh gosh.
1: I I'm really impressed. Me hey, too. You know, let's um let's go over there's another item of news here that we always keep our listeners up to date on. Not that they need to hear it from us, but we can reinforce it if nothing else. Uh coronavirus cases. There's 43 million 769,601 cases in the world today. So far, how many people have died as a result of coronavirus? Not the underlying issues they may have had, but the actual virus itself is 1,164,228 people. And uh, of the 43 million people who have had coronavirus, 32,162,000 of them have recovered from it. So these are these are big numbers that are getting worse and worse and worse. This thing is not anywhere near contained. Um, what, what are we looking at in the U.K. now, um, Amanda? Have you been on top of that?
4: Uh, I do have those stats. Um, I shall pull them up and find that for you. Um, just give me a moment, and I will sort sure. that out.
1: Sure. You know um, – yeah, I mean, and here, you know, in the, in the USA, in the United States, there's 8,961,000, 68,000 new cases, 231,037 deaths, and I like to refer to that as opposed to actual deaths of those people, as tragic as that is. That's 231,037 families and friends, moms, dads, daughters, sisters, brothers, uncles, aunts, sons, cousins. You know, uh, we, you project that out. So, how many people? You know, as Joe Biden said, uh, you sit across the table and that loved one is not across from you anymore. You go yeah. to, to hug your significant other in, in one morning or at night in bed, and they're not there anymore. Two hundred thirty-one thousand thirty-seven, and and again, Donald Trump's dancing to YMCA. Uh, it's just it's tragic. Uh, so, what are you showing there in the UK? I, I, I've, sat, I've got I've got. You up. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it is laughable, unfortunately, but it, it is. The way you said it, Andy, you was like, this guy, what,
2: this the YMCA. what the fuck?
0: I'd pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 what oh,
2: I heard, it's not what the heck, Chad, it's what the fuck?
1: <laughs> you know, I heard, I no, I didn't hear, excuse me, I read a Facebook post this morning uh, where somebody proposed that they re-record that tune and make it M-A-G-A. M-A-G-A.
2: Wow. Make, I wonder, yep. since he starts singing, how many records they sold since.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, what do we have in UK? I'm showing total cases so, there. Tell me if you 894,690.
4: Uh, it's actually showing here 831,000 plus twenty thousand five hundred and thirty one cases and then we've got the deaths at forty four thousand five hundred and seventy one plus two hundred
1: and twenty four. Okay, that was that was an hour ago. It's now eight hundred and ninety four thousand six ninety and the deaths are forty four thousand oh,
0: nine ninety eight. Yes. Yeah, yeah your is. news is
1: an hour old, Amanda. You're an hour old. <laughs> no, no. Oh my God. <laughs> broken. Broken
0: like
4: the, clocks went back. the clocks went back yesterday, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right no, but we we're, is- we're having some fun it, we're we're not making light of this folks, but but really the uh those are real numbers, and those are people who who were here uh, months ago and who are not here today, and uh heart goes out to uh the affected families, loved ones, friends and so forth colleagues and and so forth um yes. who have been so affected
0: um, I got find why' maybe, maybe we start. maybe fighting
1: it right now. You do? Yeah, it's no fun. No fun. Really?
3: No. Yeah, one is a a woman in her forties, and it's really tough on her. She's Mm. kicking it off, getting rid of it.
0: Wow.
1: Mm. I I wonder if we should uh, get. I should do that for a Wednesday show. I'll uh, I'll find YMCA, and maybe we'll start dancing around. Uh, Maybe it'll make us feel better. I don't know maybe I could, uh,
2: Andy, that's a yeah. show definitely you probably be the only person on. <laughs> I I even do that if it was a thing. <laughs> I don't know. My, uh, I quite we're going
1: to play you, <laughs> We're going <laughs> to we're going to play some more music and I was saying earlier um this very incredibly talented singer-songwriter who I have had you know very really good friend of mine from you know 20 years ago, or something like that. But anyway, we were uh, we knew each other quite well, and she was getting over a very serious illness, and did beat it, and uh, went on to. I mean, at the time, she was just beaming with talent, just beaming with songs and music, and and went ahead. And I was her very first manager. As a matter of fact, when she was getting over her illness, she didn't even have any a demo tape or press kit or anything. And I would get her a gig at a local bar and ask the sound man if I could record it on a cassette tape to use that as a demo tape to get her other the gigs. And a good friend of mine who was an editor at Philadelphia Magazine, I, when I told my friend that I was managing Susan Werner, uh, she said, oh, I know Susan. Let's you know, check her out and did this glowing, glowing, glowing write-up, which is a great favor to Susan and myself. And uh, it was that article that sparked the attention of a, of, of a manager that could really actually do something with her on a national scene. And, um, and Susan and I talked about it, and she went on to that agency – and uh, ended up with a recording contract, a distribution deal with BMG, and has gone on now years later to do I think eight or nine albums. Um, her name is Susan Warner. This is off her first album. It's called Last of the Good Straight Girls, and uh, hope you enjoy it. It's a good tune. Good tune. I remember back then I, was, I just clicked. I was thinking, I want to play a Susan Warner song, and the question is, which one? Last of the Good Straight Girls. I'm Susan Warner here on the Coast to Coast Show. Our phone number is 515 605 9888. We invite you to dial in and you can also email the show at this address, Andy and Amanda Show. Spell it out, Andy and Amanda Show at gmail.com. Send us your requests, some music you'd like us to find for you and play, or different types of songs you want, might want to hear as we intersperse these songs along with our uh, discussion because we're just we're just so bored with our discussion that we figured we'd add some excitement and play some music because, <laughs> we keep, you know, we figured we've got to do something here to, you know, kill the time. So let's play some game Andy, game, Andy you know what I mean? Andy, game. somebody
2: Andy. Just, um, came through the email. They just said they wanted to hear the head of Village Boys. Um, can you play it for
1: them? Uh, I'll sing it for
2: them.
5: Y-M-C-A. Did that <laughs> <have to? laughs> <laughs> Just a quickie here, guys.
3: Uh, Susan Warner, W-E-R-N-E-R. She has 15 albums now and has a website where you good people out there in the world, in those 14 countries, all of you can go buy some albums from Susan.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, fabulous, fabulous. Um, You know, um, also, um, getting back to the news here for just a minute, but before I do that, I was just going to mention something, um, that... Susan has one amazing album out. I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe check you can check that out. It's a uh, it's a gospel album. Uh, what is the name of it? I'm thinking it's a gospel album, but um, it's, it's just it's not. It's about two or three albums ago. And then she also went down to Cuba and did an amazing yeah. recording down there. What, what's interesting about Susan is that. She, She's got a, a gospel album, a jazz Cole Porter kind of album, a a Cuba Havana uh, album uh, with a, kind of a Latin Latin flavor to it, and it's one of the other. Those
3: guys it's, in Cuba,
1: is that right?
3: Oh yeah, I was, I was uh, man holding on for dear life on a bass with a bunch of Cuban uh, percussionists and a guitar player from uh, <laughs> yeah Cuban guitar player was getting ready to tour Chile. Whoa, Mm. whoa. So at first I'm sitting on with an upright bass. I'm sitting there going, okay, where's the downbeat, guys? I can't find the downbeat, man. I'm waiting for the downbeat to come around. I can't find it. I can't find it. I finally said, the heck with it. These guys don't use downbeats, bro. So I just started playing bass with them. Jeez. Great stuff, man. Man, some new news
1: on the Andy and Amanda show. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. You know, it's interesting, folks, uh, getting back to the news here for a little bit. Does uh, does anybody uh, have or seen a resume of Jared Kushner or what would qualify him to be one of the top advisors in the country to the president of the United States outside of being his son-in-law? I'd like to to see it if anybody else has. But he he came out over the weekend and made a – I would say a remarkable comment, um, if I can find it here in my notes, and I – I'm thinking of that comment. Here we go. This is Jared Kushner. One thing we've seen in a lot of black community, which is mostly Democrat, is that President Donald Trump's policies are the policies that can help people break out of the problems that they're complaining about. He said that um, to Fox News, but he, he can't want them to be successful more than they want to be successful, says Jared Kushner. Very interesting. Very interesting. Mm.
4: Okay.
1: Very interesting. That that comes out. That's you know, I, I think his background is he he married into the family and got a gig with uh, his father-in-law in the real estate business. Yeah. And now he's negotiating international policy and a top advisor to the president of the United States. Wow. He's also a rabid Zionist.
3: He actually, I yes. think he has dual citizenship with Israel. Whoa.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking I, about Of course, right? it's
3: not alone <laughs> There are actually there are like 18 or 25 uh, Senators and congressmen Who are doing the same thing They have dual citizenship, US and Israel Okay Yeah.
4: yeah. Mm. I'll tell you a bit of uh, the UK news That I never got around to share with you guys I apologize mm-hmm. Um, It's something that really warmed my heart Today actually And I think it puts uh, Boris Johnson Our Prime Minister in a better light than he has been uh, in this past few weeks or months, as many might say. Um, So just for anyone who's outside of the UK, a county is a region of a country with a certain amount of towns and cities within it. And each town city has its own council. And so does the county itself. So today, my county council, which is a body of people that manage the town and cities, Um, They have um, posted a Facebook post today that said that every child who is entitled to free school meals will be helped on this holiday break uh, by calling a specific number and giving their child's name and a food voucher code that would be sent direct to their mobile. Now, the news is reporting that Boris Johnson is making every effort to make sure children are fed this winter and Christmas by increasing uh, universal credit for families to be able to afford to feed their children which will be increased by £20 a week. For anyone outside of the U.S., uh, universal credit is the U.K.'s version of Social Security uh, for working-age people who have low household income. So Boris's MPs were urging him to reconsider extending free school meals. But I think he is hesitant due to all the uh, spending and debt we are currently in, which is at a record high, a first since the World War, as I understand it, so in September alone, we went from 7.7 billion in borrowing to 36.1 billion, which was funding the furlough scheme. And the furlough scheme was uh, paying people uh, to still have a working wage, um, even if they couldn't get to work. And it was also funding people who were self-employed, um, the health system, and other things that needed funding since the virus broke out. So as much as the government or Boris claim money is bad, which in my opinion he's not suggesting from what I have seen, uh, the central bank has created and lent most of the extra money required by government, and we haven't been borrowing from other countries or from private sector, so we could argue, why aren't they funding us further? But with any kind of spending on important issues, I guess we have to take into account uh, for what we may need further ahead. Um, The government believe they have been very generous during the crisis and um, they are willing to look to other solutions should they need to. Uh, The public are, however, stepping up the game, which is beautiful, and fast food places that provide uh, takeaways or what you guys refer to as takeout or to-go foods, uh, offering free food alongside some cafes, restaurants and pubs uh, to eligible children over the half-term break which is a school holiday here. So Greater Manchester's own football club, which is quite famous around the world, Manchester United, uh, says it's going to distribute 5,000 meals prepared at the Old Trafford Kitchen for children eligible for free school meals across Greater Manchester. So, you know, hearing all that today just gave me that bit of warmth amongst all the COVID stuff and, you know, the crisis that we're facing here in this country especially. And um, it does... Make you think that sometimes um do we need these these types of crisis um to kind of nudge humanity to connect and help each other out um, It's interesting we haven't had anything like this since the world war um in the u k of uh, people working together to bring about such a change, so it's mm-hmm. interesting times to be a part of um and I'm blessed that I can say that from a healthy stance, and I feel for people who are suffering with the covid or have lost people close to them. My heart was out to you, but it's uh, it's very interesting to perceive it from the outside looking in
5: yes, well, wow. interesting
4: mm.
5: wow, it
3: really is I need yeah. to real quick correct correct the record. I'm finding no actual evidence that Kushner has dual citizenship, but I do know that a number of senators and congressmen do. Uh, it is true that he's a heavy donator to settlements in the West Bank. So
1: Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and anything on his experience, background, education, and um, negotiating international policy or advising uh, top government officials there that you found, Chet? Well, he's a good friend with Netanyahu. Uh,
3: <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> hey, uh... hey. <laughs> Hey. Evidently had good <laughs> grades in Harvard. Hey. So, and is hey. a serial uh, violator of the Logan Act, but. Uh.
1: If, if uh, I got some other kind of breaking news here, I've been um, as we panning the news and and you know we're subscribed to Reuters here and a few others and uh, kept seeing pictures of the moon today popping up on the screen. I'm wondering why there's so many pictures of this gorgeous full moon. Actually, some of the pictures showed it rising over the city of Los Angeles, which is pretty pretty cool. But uh, the reason why, because I couldn't figure out, there must be something significant. You know, are we going to the moon? Is there some kind of launch? What's going on at the moon? And the reason why the moon is in the news, or will be if you haven't seen it yet. Um, is they have found fluid on the moon, uh, namely Kona beer. Uh, and uh, <laughs> they, Yes, it was determined today that the uh, researchers uh, used the SOFIA to observe, what's well, say research lab, to observe the moon uh, at a wavelength that revealed a signature uh, of molecular beer, uh, particularly Kona beer. For the first time, the beer has been confirmed to be present on the surface of the moon, said the director of astrophysics division of NASA's science mission uh, uh, during Monday's press conference, that indications that Kona Beer, uh, very familiar to all of us, might be present on the uh, sunlit side of the moon. Now, um, the discovery challenges our understanding of the lunar surface and raises intriguing questions about resources relevant for deep space exploration. They actually didn't find beer. I wish they did. But they found water, folks. And that's <laughs> kind of that that's oh, wow. I, I couldn't resist, you know. I just think, wouldn't that be cool if they found beer on the moon? But anyway, um there will be beer They'd on the moon. Is it? Will be beer on the moon? Probably yeah. within the next decade. I bet. I bet there'll be beer on the moon sooner than we might think. Because we're, we're in the back. Uh, good. Didn't, didn't Armstrong kid? and the guys toss their empties out the window of the capsule there? They did, they <laughs> they did really. And I know that, I know that, uh, that Scott Carpenter hit a golf ball, you know, a million miles. Yeah. Um, yep.
3: I believe hey, it, was uh, it was a five iron.
1: Yeah. Good for you. Chad, I'll tell you something. You're always full of facts and surprises. Um, oh my gosh. you're good? Great. Man. I'll tell you what a great addition. I'll tell you, yeah. um, getting back to our music here, uh, another friend of mine, uh, who I met by hosting a showcase of musicians in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania uh, at a place called um, The Point. It used to be called The Main Point under different ownership. It goes way back into the 60s and 70s, and that's where people like Joan Baez, Jackson Brown, Bruce Springsteen, um, Stephen Stills, the list goes on and on and on, uh, Harry Chapin, uh, Phil Oaks, um, John Prine, I, I mean, on and on. All these folks would play for 50 bucks. you know, Doc Watson, james cotton blues band um 50 bucks 100 bucks it was a folk joint outside of uh, philadelphia and it, uh, it couldn't survive even though bonnie Raitt did a great big fundraiser in the 70s trying to keep it alive uh it didn't survive and it reopened as the point somewhere around 1998 1999 and i uh I met the owner who invited me to come in and uh, start a showcase concert there of, of various artists and, and an open mic type format, but mostly by my invitation. And we had some walk-ins too. Um, one of those folks that walked in and we became good friends and we we play a set together every Tuesday night was a guy by the name of Amos Lee. And uh, Amos, sure, yeah. We used to play together every Tuesday. They called us Amos and Andy. But uh, Amos is a great guy, very very talented. Of course, he got up on on stage then and and played some of the songs that he's still currently playing uh, a lot of folks know who Amos Lee is now he's just, just an amazingly talented singer and songwriter um, and we're going to uh, play a tune of his called Windows Roll Down Amos Lee
0: Look up child world is gone Untied and your soul to walk, the windows are raised.
1: Here on the Coast to Coast Show, I Andy and Amanda.
0: Song.
1: Great song, isn't a great song? Yes. We yes have Ted works. Gardner in Hawaii. We have Cornell Butler in, uh, in Delaware. We're truly around the globe here um, yes. on the Coast to Coast. Our number is five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. You are invited to call us. Talk about what you like to talk about. Join the conversation, and your uh, your opinions and ideas, and you know where where do you think uh, we're all headed here as a as World population, and here in the United States, we value your your opinion, ideas. You might not agree with what we have to say, but that's okay. That's what this is all about. It's about uh, some a debate. I, I was going to say intelligent debate, but I, I'll you got to draw a line somewhere. It's about the, the debate and um, uh, an exchange of ideas and opinions and so forth. And we uh, we've had uh, you know several people, quite a few people, have called us in the past with uh, differences of opinions and. And we're delighted to uh, hear from Don't Be Shy. You know, that's what I'm saying. Don't be shy. You can also uh, go to the Block Talk Radio website and chat with us live during the show. You know, we'll respond to your text messages as well on Block Talk Radio at the Coast to Coast show. And we are integrating music in our program, Um, just trying it. We're kind of experimenting with the idea, kind of talking about some news, some current events, some diving into the headlines of the day. And integrating that with some some of some music and some tunes and kind of sitting back and digesting what we're talking about and taking a little break from it and getting some songs and, and coming back into to some more discussion and a few laughs here and there as well. So we hope you're enjoying it. Uh, it's uh, again we're experimenting with this. We're going to see where it goes and you know we'll see if you like it and uh, we'll keep going. If not, we, we'll just go back to hearing us talk for an hour and a half. You know.
4: In, hmm. in truth, guys, hmm. it, it, for everyone listening, it's, it's filling the gaps when we don't know what to say really. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> it really is. Here's another song. This is one of my favorite singer songwriters in the world, joined by another one of my favorite singer songwriters in the world, The Quick Story. I can't believe I have these stories. You know, I think about I look at these song titles and it kinda has a a story, you know, just a, you know, which is personal to me obviously. But I remember when I was first let me think back then, nineteen eighty eight, I was a pilot. I was still flying airplanes for a living back then and uh, went to the Philadelphia Folk Festival. And saw a young gal from New York City who was hired to play at the same year actually when another gal uh from Virginia was hired to play. The woman from Virginia's name is Mary Chapin Carpenter. The woman from New York's name was Sean Hoven. And Sean came down to the festival uh and got on this like a small stage. You know, they weren't on the main stages, they were on like the side stages. They're up and coming musicians, they were up and coming artists. And Sean Colvin got up on stage and played, and then played a few more small stage concerts. And so, and back then it was cassette tapes, that's what everybody sold, and um, sold out. And she drove home to New York City from Schwanksville, Pennsylvania, to get more cassette tapes and drove back to the Philadelphia Folk Festival so she can uh, sell more cassette tapes and make some more money. But uh, so that's Sean Colvin, and she uh, sang the song I'm about to play now uh, at that concert. And she's accompanied in this performance by another phenomenally talented singer, songwriter, musician by the name of Alison Krauss. I first saw Alison Krauss at the Newport Folk Festival, and again, I'm thinking 1988 or so. She was, I think, 18 years old or 19. She was young. Don't quote me on that age, somewhere right around there, but a young teen, maybe 20, up-and-coming singer-songwriter and and just amazing fiddle player. And here we have them joining together in one of Sean Colvin's songs called. Shotgun down the avalanche here on the Coast to Coast program. Thank you so much. You make me sing
2: better. I really Sean Colvin so, joined by wow. you know, wow. Acoustics. Yeah. Acoustics is great, man. Mm-hmm. Andy,
3: my my Sean Colvin story is I got to see her in a showcase at the North American Folk Alliance in the 90s in Portland. And she Ooh. just blew, blew everybody off the stage. She was outstanding. Wow. I knew she was going to get a lot of gigs from that. Uh, Amos Lee has a website you can buy his music and I'm sure he'd be great very grateful all you throngs of people listening to us and he also has a stay at home bundle for sale with a t-shirt with his artwork that he's designed and a puzzle uh, big jigsaw puzzle and a mask so Hmm. those are all available. And I was playing music with a guy named John Carrick from Houston, Texas for a while. Yeah. And he and I back in around 93 or something like that, we're sitting, standing backstage at the strawberry music festival. And the stage manager who was a friend of ours came up and said, Hey, you guys got your guitars nearby. And we said, Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. we'll hustle over and get them. Said, yeah. Uh, Allison Krauss is late, so we need you guys to fill her set on the main stage. Mm. And mm. just then, her tour bus rolled up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the
1: closest I got to main stage at Strawberry, my friend. Well, so We're going to give,
0: we're going to give wow. you on
1: stage cheers as we wrap up tonight's show. Uh, real quick, the folks you might by now know are, for the most part, there's been some exceptions, but we would be using the, this little theme music as we roll in and roll out of our tune. The theme music is uh, initially composed on the guitar with a title and waiting for the words and kind of waiting for the song to materialize. It kind of never did. And uh, it's called Hey You. and uh, And Chet said, hey, send it over this way. He said, what do you have in mind for what the song's about? I said, I don't know. Hey, you, maybe some girl in a bar, <laughs> something like that. And so Chet uh, completed the song, wrote the words, sang the song, laid down the bass, laid down some more guitar, orchestrated the song, sent it back, said, Andy, here you go. And I was like, whoa. And we've been using the beginning of that song as our opening theme music for the show. And right now we're going to give you uh, Chet Gardner singing the whole song in its entirety, wow. Hey, You.
0: And uh, this is and, uh, with that
1: with that, we're going to we're going to wish everybody a good evening. We're going to replay the song if you're listening to the show on Tuesday, 5 p.m. Uh, California time and 8 p.m. California time. The show will roll around, and then we'll see you again around uh, 5 p.m. Wednesday live on the Coast to Coast show. Folks, on behalf of Chet Gardner, on behalf of Amanda Love, on behalf of Corner Butler, I wish everybody a good evening. Thank you for chiming in. Here's a song called Hey, You, Andy Kimball and Chet Gardner. Thank you for listening, folks.
2: Awesome. Good night. Good night.
0: In my eyes, sound of the crowd noise, cry there I am. hey you I play gazing into your eyes, I feel you are there. Want you to know that I'm here very far. Hey, you. Where are we now? We need next now. Wait, let see how it goes. There we are. Hey, you. Hey, you.